What do you think of when you hear this music? It's very rhythmic, as you can tell, but the rhythm is not uh, very stable. <laughs> it's it's uh, seemingly uh, random. And uh, I, I think of, of the human brain, but of course I know what the piece is about, so perhaps that's why I, why I think of that. The piece is a remix of a piece called Cortical Songs, uh, which is actually based on the, the neuron cortex of the brain. The remix that we've just heard is by Tom York of Radiohead fame, and he's really clued in, I think, on those synapses firing. Welcome to Relevant Tones. My name is Seth Bosted, and on today's show, I'm going to be talking about the art of remixing. We call it remixing today, but uh, this idea has been around for a very long time. Composers have always paid homage to other composers, sometimes through a theme and variations, sometimes by uh, quoting them, and sometimes by even wholesale lifting a chunk of another composer's piece and putting it in their piece, but recontextualizing it. A very famous example of uh, that idea is uh, Luciano Berrio's Sinfonia from 1968, in which he lifts a huge chunk of Mahler's Second Symphony. He also, as uh, is part of a huge pastiche, because he also quotes other composers, including Vaughn Williams, Beethoven, uh, quite a few other people. The text is uh, by Berrio himself, uh, also by Samuel Beckett. There are the very famous anthropologist. Claude Levi Strauss. There's a ton of stuff going on in this piece. And of course, there's Berio's own uh, music itself. Let's have a listen now. This is the third movement of Luciano Berio's Sinfonia. Well, I wish we had time to listen to the whole thing. I, I've always loved that movement. I had the good fortune to hear it live one time, and it's, it's, uh, it's just an overwhelming piece. There's so much going on there. Uh, you could listen to it a hundred times and not catch every, every reference, every little detail that he's doing there. Luciano Berrio's Sinfonia, that's a third movement. Again, a pastiche of all these different styles. 
And Berio is, uh, you know, the source material that he's using is obviously Mahler's Resurrection Symphony, but it's specifically the score. So he's taken the score and then he's, uh, he's lifted those notes out of the score, put it into his own score. And then, of course, he's got the singers singing along with the melody, but with different text. He's got his own embellishments, uh, all those outbursts, uh, one of my favorites of which is, keep going, <laughs> when the, the male singer yells that out. Uh, that's from the Beckett. So all of these things that he puts into his own score that are drawn from the Mahler, drawn from his own things, drawn from all of his other influences. But he could just as easily have taken a recording of the Mahler Second Symphony and uh, used that, have that playing alongside his group of musicians that are doing his embellishments and his other things, but he chose not to do that. However, these days, using the CD as a source material, the actual recording of the piece is much more common. Many composers now um, have grown up uh, as DJs or listening to DJs. And in the DJ tradition, it's uh, very common to, um, well, in fact, what, what a DJ does is basically take sound samples and repurpose them. So they'll make beats uh, from, uh, from different tracks and they'll put them together and they'll match the beats so you can go from one song seamlessly into another. And any two or three DJs would never, ever use the same source material the same way. And that's the art form that you can repurpose these, uh, these recordings. And it's becoming really common now that composers are inviting DJs and other composers to uh, do remixes of their pieces. And they're not sending them the scores, they're sending them, again, the sound files from the studio recording sessions. And I find this very interesting, having done a little research for the show, uh, this idea of remixes, again, goes back a long ways. There were Jamaican DJs in the 60s who would put out singles, and the A side would be the track, and the B side would be a remix of the track. Um, so this idea that on the CD now, you have the first half of the CD being the, the piece, and the, and the other half of the CD being the remix, I think is very interesting. Well, we opened the show today with Tom York's remix of Cortical Songs, which is actually by two composers, John Matias and Nick Ryan. I'd like to play the piece, and I'm just going to read a little bit of what they said. They said, we started with two songs and then decided to incorporate experiments with rhythms and timbres triggered from spiking neuronal models of the human brain. The rhythms of firing neurons are incredibly musical and tend to repeat themselves over time periods of a few seconds in what have become known in scientific literature as cortical songs. Thank you. 
We just heard Cortical Songs by John Matias and Nick Ryan, performed by the String Ensemble of Trinity College, conducted by Nick Pendlebury, and that was actually John Matias playing the solo violin part there. Well, that's the original version of Cortical Songs. Let's listen now to two remixes. So we're going to hear Tom York's piece, uh, which we heard in the beginning, called Neuron Trigger, and we're going to hear another remix, a completely different version of Cortical Songs, by Jem Finer, called The Squid's Terror of Dry Land.
Here are two remixes of the piece Cortical Songs, a remix by Tom York called Neuron Trigger, and the one we just heard by Jem Finer, The Squid's Terror of Dry Land. Again, what the remix artist is doing here is taking the files from the studio recording session and they're able to isolate certain elements. So the violin solo would be on one track, the string orchestra would be on another. And uh, in, in the case of Tom York, he clearly 
honed in on the rhythmic element of it. Um, so he, he uses those neuron firing synapses as the basis of his piece. And then there's that ambient sound, which is one of the string parts that's been just stretched out, uh, you know, to be this incredible ambient sound. And that grows and develops throughout the piece. In the case of Jem Finer's piece, it's a, a little bit more difficult to hear what's going on exactly. But a lot of things have been stretched out there and completely repurposed. And you do this using software uh, like Ableton Live or even GarageBand to a certain extent has the capability to do this now. I think it's a, a complete and very natural outgrowth of the classical music tradition that uh, people would repurpose recordings. They were repurposing scores and, and doing themes and variations, as I mentioned at the start of the show. It makes perfect sense to me that now they would be manipulating the, the recording as their sound material. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show that features the music of contemporary composers. Today's show is dedicated to the art of remixing, taking a found sound recording and manipulating it and changing it and creating your own piece out of it. The next CD I'd like to feature is a very good example of this idea of having the piece itself as part of the CD and then the remixes as another. This is a CD called The Difference Engine. And The Difference Engine itself is a very interesting concept. It was created by uh, mathematician and inventor Charles Babbage, and it was basically an early computer. So let's have a listen to the first movement of The Difference Engine, The Cogwheel Brain by Graham Reynolds, and then the remix. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, we heard Movement 1 of The Difference Engine by Graham Reynolds, The Cogwheel Brain, and then we heard the remix by The Octopus Project. I want to turn now to a, a pretty intense track um, called Greenhouses, and this is by composer Tansy Davies. And I'm just going to go ahead and read from the program notes because I don't think that I could put it any better. 23-year-old American peace activist Rachel Corey was killed as she tried to prevent the Israeli army destroying homes in the Gaza Strip. In February 2003, The Guardian newspaper published a remarkable series of emails to her family in which she explained why she was risking her life. The text for this song was extracted from one of these emails. And here is the email. If any of us had our lives completely strangled, lived with children in a shrinking place where soldiers and tanks and bulldozers could come for us at any moment and destroy all the greenhouses we've been cultivating for so long while some of us were beaten and held captive, do you think we might try to use violent means to protect whatever fragments remained? I think of this when I see orchards and greenhouses and fruit trees destroyed, years of care and cultivation. I think of you and how long it takes to make things grow and what a labor of love it is. I really think in a similar situation, most people would defend themselves as best they could. I think Uncle Craig would. I think probably Grandma would. I think I would. I really think in a similar situation 
That's such a powerful piece. It's composer Tansy Davis's Greenhouses, performed by the Azalea Ensemble, Christopher Austin, Anna Snow, and Damian Heron. So let's have a listen to how Mira Kalix repurposes this piece, Greenhouses. Part of Mira Kalix's remix of Greenhouses by Tansy Davies. Something that I noticed too while looking at all of these CDs with the remixes, again, I do think it's great that you have the original piece on the first several tracks and then you have the remixes after that. I think it's very loyal to the A-side, B-side idea where this originally started. But um, in the program notes, I couldn't help but notice that you've got a lot of statements from the composers about their pieces and nothing from any of the remix artists. And if you're going to give them absolute artistic control to take such liberties with the piece, even renaming it to completely reshape and repurpose the piece, I think we want to, we want to hear from them too. So if there are any producers out there listening and you're working on a CD with remix tracks, then uh, please let us hear from the remix artists about their process as well. And a really good example of that is this next CD, Mercury Acoustic, because here the remixes are, are really quite interesting. And I would very much like to hear from the remix artists about how they thought about uh, what they were going to do. And we're going to hear a piece called Last Orders, and then we'll hear the remix by Monsieur Morfei. And believe me, you'll, you'll know when the remix starts. So we're going to play them back to back.
was Monsieur Morfei's remix of Last Orders. And before that, we heard Last Orders in its original form, a piece that was jointly composed by the members of Mercury Acoustic. I hope you've enjoyed exploring this world of the remixes with me. It's such an exciting art form. There are so many directions that you can go. Uh, I was thinking while I was listening that uh, as a composer, I know how intimidating it is to look at a blank piece of of staff paper and wonder what to write. Well, it's just as intimidating to have a a piece of music and load it up into your software and know that you can do anything with it. You can can pitch shift it. You can can delay it. You can can take one element of it and make a whole piece out of it. Um, It's it's very much a, a viable art form and quite an interesting craft. And I feel pretty strongly that if the classical composers, say Haydn, had been able to record his music uh, way back in the day, and if Beethoven had had software like Ableton Live, he would not have been able to resist (laughs) tweaking the music with the software. And perhaps that would have been how he paid homage to Haydn instead of, say, dedicating the string quartets to him. At any rate, it is something that's very much happening today, and I think it's a very exciting new direction in classical music. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McQuarters at WFMT. For more information about the program and the artists we've featured, you can find us on Facebook or visit our website at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of Grosvenor Capital Management, Carol Joins and Abby O'Neill, an anonymous donor, and the listener supporters of WFMT. I'm your host, Seth Bosted, and thank you very much for listening. <laughs>